What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Welcome to uh, today's show. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, October the 30th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 959 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why? They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, have we got another great show for you today. And man, so much information. So much great sports stuff going on right now. Uh, joining me in less than 20 minutes on our Spence Automotive guest line. He is the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. He hosts The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Monday through Friday on 252ESPN.com and also 107.5 FM in Greenville and New Bern. If you're driving around Lenora County between 5 and 6, just put your radio on 107.5. Of course, if you're not listening to, you know, uh, great content here on VSAN. <laughs> on betonthebull.com but you know what sometimes you get a little bit tired of that and you want to hear some local stuff well you hear me uh repeated from three to five here and then from five to six uh go on over to 107.5 you can listen to mark panicelli there and uh it's the drive with mark panicelli he's a great guy uh we're gonna have him here uh, like i said in uh, less than 20 minutes or so we're gonna get caught up on all of yesterday's nfl action man the final round of four event the nascar championship uh race which uh, was pretty good. It wasn't as exciting as last year's, but then how are you going to top uh, what happened last year with uh, the, the, the race around the, uh, the wall or whatever you want to call it? I don't know if it was ever actually given a name, but, uh, but it was still, it was a pretty good race. Uh, we're going to recap Saturday's ECU loss in San Antonio and uh, just much, much more. But he'll be joining us, like I said, about 7.20 or so, our good friend Mark Panicelli. But... It is Monday morning quarterback, and you know what that means. Uh, looking back at Friday night's big high school football games and the final regular season games of the year. And I'm telling you, man, I hope you had a chance to listen to the game here on uh, betonthebull.com. And if you didn't, I promise, hear me. Hear me, uh, Keith Spence, as I'm promising this, and Pam Sheffield and Greg Clemens and Linda Whittington and everybody else who's listening right now. I am going to post this pregame show and the gamer uh, up on uh, on my SoundCloud feed today. It needs to be put up there today. What a game. <laughs> Kinston and North Lenore, they combined for 96 first-half points. No, I am not exaggerating. 96. It was 60-36 to 36 at halftime uh, and just thought – Man, we're on pace. Uh, what, there was a game down in Red Springs or something earlier this year where a team scored 112 points or something like that in the game. And listen, Kinston was ahead of that pace. I mean, they again, North and North couldn't do anything uh, with Kinston. But then even on the other side of the ball, uh, Kinston, uh, man, they, they played just great, great, great football in the first half. Uh, they recovered, I was about to say onside kicks. I don't even think they were intentionally onside kicks. They were just little squib kicks, but they recovered them and uh, scored on every possession in the first half. It was just insane. 60 points in the first half. And then what happens in the second half? Both teams' defense is just locked down. It was a 6-6 six to six game in the second half. In fact, Kinston didn't even score their touchdown until, uh, what, two and a half, three minutes left to go in the game and uh, they ended up winning the game 66 to 42 but a big win for Kinston who absolutely needed it they uh punched their ticket to the playoffs with uh with the win and we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit 
But, uh, man, I, I went into that game a lot more than I thought I was going to there. But uh, for our second hour, about five minutes into our second hour, we're going to be joined by victorious Vikings coach Ryan Diesel Gieselman. Uh, as we'll look back at this game, I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I know we did in the post game a little bit. Uh, Paul Whittington talked to uh, Coach Diesel in the post game, and we got his thoughts on it. I can't wait to uh, talk to him since he's had a couple of days to reflect on it. Now they're getting ready for the state playoffs. Don't get it twisted, but uh, I can't wait to see what Coach Diesel has to say about that game. That is our first guest in the second hour, and then continuing our Monday morning quarterback. Uh, in our second hour, uh, about 20 minutes, 20 minutes or so into uh, the second hour, we're going to have Green Central head football coach Jay by God Wilson will be joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. Uh, he helped us up in the press box uh, Friday night. It was a lot of fun, and I've talked about this several times. Coach Wilson's helped us, I guess, three or four times now. And uh, just the way everything's set up, I didn't even plan for it to be this way because I kind of wanted to put uh, Coach Wilson and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith beside each other. But just the way that it worked out up in the North North press box, uh, man, it was just awesome. I had the Hall of Famer uh, Jimmy Smith on one side of me. I had Jay Wilson on the other side of me, and I was in football nirvana. On top of just a great game, and I, I thought it was a great game, 60-42 to 42 or 60-36 to 36 at halftime, to me is a pretty doggone good game. It was a lot of fun. And then just to hear both of them, you, you think about the hundreds of games that Coach Jimmy Smith has seen in his, I mean, in his career and as a fan, uh, coaching, playing as a fan, as an athletics director, everything that Coach Smith has seen. And he said he'd never seen a game like this before. So uh, just amazing, an amazing, amazing game. And uh, uh, just a lot of fun, man. But uh, we'll recap that game. But uh, so that sets up who our guests are today here. Mark Panicelli in our first hour. Ryan Diesel Gieselman and uh, Jay Wilson in our second hour. And uh, that will play an awesome birthday game here on October 30th. And then uh, it'll already be time for the show to end. But like I said, uh, I promise you, you are going to want to hear uh, this game. If you didn't listen to it, uh, you're going to be blown away. It was just uh, what a game. What a game that uh, that uh, Kenson and North Nor played on Friday night. Uh Anyway, why don't we jump into it there? I'll tell you, what, before we do that, though, you know what? I've got to thank our uh, title sponsor of EO Brian Hank Show. Why? It's our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. Uh, LCC's mission, as you know, is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs lcc has its main campus right here in kinston at 231 highway 58 south but it also has satellite campuses in green county and jones county call lcc at 252-527-6223 visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in kinston snow hill or trenton to find out how you can change your life today and again, thank you so much to uh, our good friends, uh, Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to uh, Catherine Pearson, Jeannie Kennedy, uh, Shelly Barnes, David Barnes. Heck, I'm, try I'm trying to come up with every name of everybody I know over at LCC. Uh, we really do. We appreciate every single one of them for uh, being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We absolutely positively couldn't do it without them, and uh, just very thankful to have them in our corner. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, why don't we take a look back at last week or uh, Friday night's uh, prep football games? Sorry, needed to get a sip of water there. I've been talking a lot here in the first nine minutes of the show. Hey, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, you just heard me talking about it a little bit there, and we will talk about, Coach, uh, talk about it with Coach Diesel to start our second hour today too, and heck, even with Jay Wilson too. But uh, Kinston, 66, North Lenore, 42, uh, the Vikings improved to four and six overall. They finished two and four in the East Central 2A. But they, like I said earlier, they led 60 to 36 at the half before both defenses took over in the second half. And again, a 6 6 game in the second half. My prediction was now, I missed it. I picked uh, North Nord to win that game. But I had them winning like 14 to 12 or 16 to 14, something like that. And. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, listen, the second half, I was right. I mean, uh, okay, the overall score was 66 to 42. Yes, I'm just trying to make an excuse here. But, uh, man, just talk about a, ta- a tale of two halves. Uh, again, crazy. Uh, 96 combined points in the first half, 12 combined points in the second half. Uh, Kenston is now 27 and 6 all time against North Lenore, who fell to 2 and 8 overall, 1 and 5 in the conference. And the Vikings won the Jimmy Smith Cup. Uh, woo! Thank goodness for the sneeze, uh, the, the sneeze, uh, button there. Uh, Kenston, 27 and six all time against North and Nor, who, uh, fell to two and eight, one and five in the conference. And, uh, the Vikings have won the Jimmy Smith cup now for the 17th time in 19 attempts. Uh, diesel improved to 10 and one all time against North Nor. Check this out. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, he's never lost to South Lenore. So he's 11 and 0 all time against South Nor, 10 and 1 against North Nor. So he is 21 and 1 all time against North Lenore and South Nor. I thought that was a pretty impressive stat. Listen, the 66 points that uh, Kenston scored, that was the second most all time for the Kenston program. Uh, the record is actually 67 points against South Lenore back in 2015. However, it was the most points in the series against North Lenore. How about this? Uh, the 42 points that North Lenore scored, why, that was the second most in series history for North Lenore against Kinston High School. The record for them is 44 that they did uh, back in 1998 when they won 44-43 to 43 over Kinston. But I, I thought that was a pretty impressive stat. And then that 87 points in that 1998 game, well, that record fell before halftime. As, uh, like I said, uh, they combined for 96 combined points at the half and then 108 altogether. Uh, that was the most obviously uh, in this series. Like I said, uh, the 87 was a previous record, so they blew that away by three touchdowns. Uh, the 108 combined points in the game was the second most all-time in Kinston history. Uh, the only time they scored more than that or combined for more than that was back in October of 2006. When uh, Kinston went to South Lenore and lost seventy to forty nine in that game, and uh, so that was one hundred and nineteen points that night, one hundred and eight points this past Friday night. Now, uh, all those great stats. Here's a uh, one that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, Kinston. Now they've had to, they've given up a lot of points this year, especially against the Duplin County teams in Southwest Onslow. And in fact, they've given up three hundred and eighty two points this season. So uh, the the record. In uh, in Kinston High School history, would you believe Diesel's uh, first season in 2013, they gave up 397 points that year, although that was in 12 games. Uh, this is only in uh, 10 games, so they've given up 38 points. Well, so, anyway, so what I'm trying to say there is if uh, Kinston gives up more than 15 points, if they give up 16 points in their first-round playoff game, which we're going to get to here in a moment, then uh, that'll be the worst defensive season in the history of uh, Kenston High School. On top of that, the 38.2 points per game that uh, Kenston has given up so far this year, it's by far the worst. Uh, the previous worst is uh, 35.6 points per game back in 1986 under uh, Coach Mike Stewart. So a bad defensive season for uh, Kenston High School. And uh, when you hear who their first-round opponent is in the playoffs, uh, it's probably going to make you a little bit nervous because it is me, that's for sure. But, man, how about that? There's your statistical package on uh, Kinston versus North Lenore. And, again, uh, stay with us for our second hour today because we're going to talk to uh, Diesel uh, five minutes into the hour and then uh, Jay Wilson about uh, 15, 20 minutes into the hour. So uh should be a fun second hour there. Okay, that was not the only game that was played uh, Friday night. Uh, man, Parrot Academy, man, a tough loss for the Patriots. Now, they were playing without Jalen Solomon, uh, their best player, uh, their best offensive player. Uh, he goes both ways, just a heck of a player on both sides of the ball. And uh, and uh, with that, they lost 46-22 to to uh, Rocky Mount Faith uh, in the regular season finale for both of those programs. And what do you know? The first round of the state playoffs are going to be the exact same game. Parrot Academy is going to travel to Rocky Mount Faith. We'll get to that in a little bit, though. But they did lose this past Friday night, 46-22. to uh, That'll be our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. We'll get to that, like I said, here in a moment. Can't wait to see what difference Jalen Solomon makes. And he's going to make a difference. I can promise you that. But I can't wait to see how big of a difference he makes against 
uh, Rocky Mountain Faith on uh, Friday night. We'll, like I said, we'll get to that in a little bit. Other games that took place in our neck of the woods, uh, just a tough night all around for the rest of our local teams. Uh, in fact, Kinston ended up being the only local team that won on Friday night because Bethel, although, man, I got to brag on Walt Eubanks and uh, Bethel Christian Academy. They lose 28-6 to to Wilson Community Christian, okay? However, it was their closest game of the year. They only played six games this year. Just remember that. They only had 13, 14 guys on the team for Bethel this year. They lost their starting quarterback to a, a freak uh, PE accident, uh, what, three games into the season. So uh, for them to play that tough against a Wilson Community Christian team that was uh, four and uh, what, four and three, now they're five and three going into that game, that was a pretty big deal. In fact, they even had played each other earlier this year in Bethel's first game of the year, and uh, Bethel lost that game 44-8. to So uh, some market improvement there, 28-6. to Congratulations to uh, Walt Eubank and the Trojans. They do finish 0-6 for the season, but uh, still the closest game of the 2023 campaign. And uh, I know they're fired up and chomping at the bit, getting ready for next year. Can't wait to see uh, what uh, Coach Eubanks and the Trojans do next year. Uh, so, uh, man. This is the uh, talk about some scores that just shocked me on Friday night. This was one. Uh, Aiden Grifton, their regular season finale, senior night over in Aiden. And Washington wins that game 34 to 14. Both teams came into the game winless in the Eastern Plains 2A. And I just knew, I, I just knew that uh, Aiden Grifton is going to win that. I guess they just ran out of gas. They were three, don't forget, they were three and one going into the conference, going into Eastern Plains 2A this year. And uh, the Chargers dropped all six games. And uh, in the EP2A this year, they finished three and seven overall, zero and six in the conference. The Pam Pack improved to three and seven overall and one and five in the conference. But uh, man, so good to have Coach Cornwell back, and just uh, man, can't wait to see what he does does with that program going into next year. So glad to have him back. Then uh, the Trojans of Jones Senior. Man, you talk about a tough year. They ended their season 0-10, 0-4 by losing to Chocowinity Southside 41 to nothing. You know what the victory there is to me? And, hey, I always look at the bright side of stuff. They did not get run ruled. They did not get uh, the the clock running uh, because you got to do uh, 42 points for that. And uh, Jones Sr. held them to 41, 41 to nothing. But like I said, the Trojans end the season 0-10, uh, 0-5. I said 0-4, but 0-10, 0-5. And uh, the Coastal 1A, uh, they were outscored this year 493-22, to 22, uh, the Jones Senior Trojans were. They were shut out eight times, including the last four in a row. Uh, the Seahawks improved to 4-6 and six overall, 4-1 and one in the conference. So uh, congratulations to them, and they make the state playoffs. So uh, having said all that, uh, well, South Lenore was off on Friday. Their season was complete. They finished 1-9 and nine overall, 0-6 uh, in the East Central 2A. Green Central is off, but they are in the state playoffs, and that's going to be one of the things we talked to Coach Wilson about, too. Uh, this week's uh, Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week is going to be uh, Parrot Academy at fourth-seeded Rocky Mount Faith Christian. Parrot Academy is 5-4 and four overall. Faith Christian is 5-3. and three. Obviously, they played last week. Uh, and listen, we're going to break down these games more as the week goes along. Uh, it's Monday. It's Monday morning quarterback. We're just telling you, uh, just getting you set up for that. But, uh, uh, man, uh, Faith Christian and Parrot, they've now played. This will be the ninth time they've played each other in the last six years. So uh, that's pretty amazing in and of itself, including three playoff games. This will be the third time they've met in the playoffs. They met in 2018 and 2019. APA won the 2019 meeting. They did lose the 2018 meeting. Whew. Yes, I've waited 18 and a half minutes to lead you into Kenston's playoff opponent. They're going to play the best team in the state of North Carolina. Kenston ended up getting the 32 seed. They're 4-6 and six overall. They travel to Clinton to take on the Dark Horses of Clinton. Uh, Clinton has scored 517 points this season, and they've only given up 111 or 115. Their closest game, how about this? Their closest game for the Dark Horses all season was a 40 to 14 win. 40 to 14. That was their closest game all year against Princeton. That was back on September 21st, and they've had just blowouts all season long. Now that's the bad news. How's this for the good news? The teams have faced each other one time. It was in the 2018 2A playoffs, and Kinston won that game 21-13. to So let's see if history can repeat itself this, uh, this Friday night in Clinton, in Sampson County. Uh, the only other game in our neck of the woods, we only had three teams make the state playoffs, only two public school teams, uh, Green Central, 4-6 and six overall. They traveled to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill. 
who was seven and three overall. They finished six and zero in the East Central Two A. So uh, it's going to be a matchup between the Eastern Plains Two A and the East Central Two A. It'll be the first ever meeting between the Rams and the uh, Bulldogs too. So excited about that hey uh real quick a uh, hometown hero update before we get uh mark panicelli up here on the line with us how about brandon ingram and the new orleans pelicans uh, they are still perfect at two and zero overall uh, after saturday's 96 to 87 home opener win against the new york knicks uh bi had 26 points seven rebounds three assists and a steal in 32 minutes uh, they played tonight you want to see Brandon and uh, the Pelicans, they play tonight on NBA TV at 8 o'clock against Golden State. They play Wednesday at OKC. That game will be on ESPN. They play Thursday against Detroit. That game is at 8 o'clock. And then they play Saturday at 7 o'clock at home against Atlanta. So uh, four games, what, over the next uh, six days. Four games in six days for uh, Brandon and uh, the Pelicans. And uh, they are looking good so far, 2-0 and so far, like I said, this year after uh, beating New York on uh, Saturday. Now, how about Reggie and the Houston Rockets? They are on the other side of that as uh, Reggie Bullock and the Houston Rockets. I should say Reggie Bullock Jr., which is uh, what he's going as now. Uh, they, are, they lost both games over the weekend. He didn't score in either one. He did have a rebound in last night's loss. He had uh, three rebounds in the uh, loss against uh, at San Antonio. Now, Brandon plays four games this week. Uh, Reggie only plays two games this week. Uh, they're at home Wednesday against Charlotte, and then uh, they're at home uh, Saturday against Sacramento. So uh, how about that? That'll be pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, this Saturday, or I'm sorry, this Friday, uh, this is sort of a hometown hero update, and I'm very, very, very excited about this. Uh, you remember last year how we had Tuesdays with Trez? Well, let me tell you, this year, We've got uh, TGIF with IP. Uh, we are uh, doing a uh, name image likeness agreement with uh, Isaac Parson, former Kinston starting point guard, uh, Isaac Parson. He is a junior, I believe, a uh, redshirt junior for uh, the Winston-Salem State Rams. And Mark Panicelli, we're doing it again. It's TGIF with IP on Fridays with uh, Isaac Parson uh, from uh, Winston-Salem State University. How excited! I know you're just giddy, right? Yep. I'm <laughs> super excited. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Well, you know, we did uh, Tuesdays with Trez last year with Don Trez Styles at Carolina, and he's now up at Georgetown, and uh, I was trying to keep it as local as possible. And uh, so, we're, like I said, we're going with uh, Isaac Parson this year, uh, one of the best point guards to ever come through. Kinston High School and uh, preseason CIAA uh, first team uh, point guard uh, already. I think he's number seven all time in uh, Winston-Salem State for uh, assists. So uh, that's what's going to be neat about this year is talking to him and uh, as he's climbing up the uh, as he's climbing up the uh, assist book. And uh, it'll be kind of neat to assist book. It'll be kind of neat having him on the show here uh, after he sets the assist record because it's going to happen this year, Panagelli. Mm. All right, help me, help me. Is it is it Bulls or Rams? They are the Rams. No, no, no. You're the Rams. thinking of uh, Johnson C. Smith. Right? There you go, no. dude. That is so okay. good. How did okay. you? I covered Johnson C. Smith back in the day, dude. <laughs> I did for the Gaston Gazette, right, right. and I strung some for the. Uh, for the Charlotte Observer and uh, for other publications too, but yeah, I, I down Beatty's Ford Road in Charlotte, man, Johnson C. Smith University. Yes, Johnson C. Smith, and of course, Winston Salem State, and um, yeah, no, I'm uh, again, I've I've gotten it right off the bat, but I'm excited. So this will be every Thursday now, right? No, 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 <laughs> TGIF. Thank God it's Friday with IP. Dang it. See, there's a lot of letters. I'm sorry, it's Monday. It Monday. is, and it's early Monday. So, I, as always, I appreciate our friend Mark Panicelli joining <laughs> me here on the Brian Hanks Show every Monday. And I, it's a, it's the perfect time to have you on, though, because we get to look back over the weekend. And goodness gracious, did we have a full weekend? We Man, did. Hey, we got, real quick. Go ahead, please. Real quick. Please. I, I got to hear a little bit of your monologue. And uh, and I just wanted to say, and and so... Man, I hope nobody takes this the wrong way because God bless Jones Sr. and the season 
has been absolutely brutal. And I know you just went and hung out there in, in Pollocksville was it, uh, a weekend ago or whatever. I, but it has been – I know with their roster size, et cetera, you, but you said and, – and, and this is why I, I chuckled a little bit, but you said, you know, I take – Take a little pride in the fact that they didn't get the running clock because I always thought when I'm getting my face beat in, can we drag this out a little bit longer? You know, it would be great if we didn't have the running clock tonight after this brutal season. Now, in all seriousness, it has been a rough season, but um, I probably would have went with the running clock, you know. Yeah, and, and honestly, but... and honestly, no, no, and, and so I can transition softly out of this without stepping on any more toes on Monday. Um, haven't you ever sat through a game on Saturday in college football and go, you know, we need the mercy rule in college. Like, have you ever been to a college game and you were like, this really needs to end right now. We need to just speed the clock up for the rest of the way. Okay. Hey, listen, just, I tell you what, let's do this. Uh, let me uh, recall you back. Evidently, uh, you're not coming across really clear. Uh, you sound all right to me. But uh, evidently, it's not coming across really clear. Can I? Do you mind if I hang up and call you right back? I, it might. It might be a bad Absolutely. sale. Is that what we you remember? We used to say that back in the late nineties. If you had a bad call, that it was a bad sale. Let me call you back, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's let's try this again here with uh, our good friend uh, Mark Panicelli, and see if we can. Uh, let's see uh, how I was singing there as I was calling you. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Good singing? No, no, dude. Dude, I'm not you, man. You're actually a legit singer. I'm a, I'm a shower singer, okay? <laughs> shower singing is the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you do sound better there. So uh, thank you, dude. I don't know. Again, you remember that, don't you? I mean, see, we are men of a certain age, as I like to say. And you remember back in the day that, uh, you know, we would, uh, you know, you'd be on a call with somebody and you would just, you'd call them back and whatever. I mean, they would pay, I guess, grab another sale in the nearby cell tower or whatever. And, uh, I guess that's, I guess, is that what they still use? I don't know. We're 5g now. Does 5g use, I, uh, help me out here, dude. I'm technologically impaired. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I, I know that, uh, I am in a remote location hidden amongst the, um, <laughs> the, the rural setting of, uh, of Western Craven County. So perhaps it could be, you know, on my end. So my apologies. Uh, so hopefully we've got it fixed. Well, uh, and uh, I've even, uh, yeah. How about this? I even, uh, I had a, a couple people, uh, text me because you know dude we've got some good faithful listeners here and a couple said that you know they were having a hard time even linda just said uh yeah he sounded bad but that you sound better now so there you go good. i guess we got us a good, good. stuff we want people to hear what you have to say this morning mark panicelli that puts a lot of pressure on me so hopefully <laughs> i'll come through there you go okay uh yep linda just said much better now and uh, a couple of our listeners so th they want to hear you too okay Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, I do. I, for just, uh, <laughs> I hope Jason doesn't get mad at me. Jason was one of the ones. Cause you know, he is, he is dude. Jason is a radio professional. He, he just compared you to somebody. You're going to love this. He said, you sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that's never good. That's it, never good. It never is good. Hey, back wah, to Joan. Wah, 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 exactly, wah, wah, wah. man. Hey, back yes, to man. Back to Jones Senior for a second. I had I, this is where I thought it was a victory, dude. Let's see: East Columbus sixty-two to nothing, South North forty-two to nothing, North Duplin fifty to nothing, Lakewood fifty-eight to nothing. So the first four games of the year were all mercy rule. Then they uh, played Union. They only lost thirty-six to eight, so no mercy rule there. Then against Lejeune, East Carteret, uh, Pamlico County. So uh, they did lose only forty to nothing to Northside Poundtown, and then forty-one to nothing. So. Ten games this year, seven of them went mercy rule. Eight of them were they were shut out in. But uh, again, here's the thing that, and, and and I'm not I'm not trying to pick on them. I mean, I love Jones uh, County. I know you do too, Panicelli. But uh, here's the thing, dude. I had heard that uh, they were thinking about shutting down their season, and I think it was going into the uh, East Carteret game. So, dude, that was the seventh game of the season. Because, dude, they just they didn't have very many players on the team. I mean, they're getting their butts handed to them every night. 
dude, I think they deserve some uh, whatever, some love, whatever you want to call it, for for not giving up on the season, dude. It would have been easy when you're getting your when you're getting outscored the way they are and the mercy rules and all that and shut out eight times of ten games. It would have been easy to quit on the season. And Mark Panicelli, they didn't. They didn't, and it, it is. You know, again, it, a tough season for sure, and uh, and again, I I just made a joke, uh, which which in all seriousness, especially, I always think when uh, for for most of those kids, you know, high school's going to be the maximum amount, the the highest level of football they're ever going to play, and especially for those seniors, that that's it, that's your last few moments on the football field, so. Um, you know, for those kids, I'm sure that was special. Uh, absolutely. Well, dude, I don't even know where to start, man, as we uh, go into the second half of our uh, first hour here. Dude, so many. I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to start with this, dude. Uh, how about how about we do NFL first, dude? Is that cool? Yeah, well, it, it's your show. <laughs> it is. But you're my guest, you know, and I like taking care of my guests. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Dude, what in the world, wide, wide world of sports is going on in San Francisco, dude? I mean, a 49ers team that we said, I mean, dude, what, I was about to say uh, three weeks ago, but really the game, their first loss in this three-game losing streak was uh, two weeks ago. They've now lost three in a row, including really being blown out by Cincinnati yesterday in San Francisco, 31-17. to I know there's been a little injury thing, but dude, every team in the NFL has injuries. I don't know. Is it that Brock Purdy is actually returning to, uh, you know, where we thought, where we thought he was going to be, but dude, they are now five and three overall. And again, three losses in a row. You lose at home to the Bengals. You lose last week to a bad Vikings team. Mark Panicelli, break it down for us, man. What in the world is going on with San Francisco? Ooh. (laughs) Well, uh, you did, bring, and, and I get what you're saying about injuries because it's just it's it's a part of the game for sure. But there's got to be some correlation between Debo Samuel's absence in that offense and Brock Purdy's lack of success. I think we, I think one is yes, he's been through now and played an entire season, and now the the league has a lot of film to watch. But he also has one of his. Biggest, uh, even even when Debo Samuel's not with the ball, he's going to garner so much attention defensively, and now he's not there. So that's certainly affected them offensively. Uh, I, I'm more, I'm really more puzzled about the fact that teams have figured them out offensively to some degree. It's still been close, uh, but Cincinnati and and you got to think their offense is a little dynamic with Burrow and Chase. Uh, with what they're able to do, but uh, teams have been able to figure that out. But that's why, again, we don't award any Lombardi trophies in September or October because a, a few weeks ago this was the best team in football. <laughs> and now now they've lost three in a row, and then you look at it, and it, it's, you know, it's the Browns and it's the Bengals. And who was the other team? The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so it's, it's not teams that you would have expected them to lose to, so I think it's 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 that much more puzzling. Uh, they're still again. Christian McCaffrey was incredible again. Was at 17 straight. Uh, now that he has uh, scored in that ties Lenny Moore kids. That's a long. That's a that's an old record right there. When you're talking about Lenny Moore records, but that being said, I I, I don't know. I, I think that in the NFC, they're still. Why, they're still in it. They're still, I think, a team to be reckoned with. But, And I know you're going to probably get to this, but it appears that as far as the cream rising to the top, and again, Minnesota had a step yesterday, but now they've lost their quarterback. But it looks like, and I hate to be foreshadowing here because this is coming up this weekend, but the Eagles and Cowboys seem to really have now emerged as the class of the NFC ahead of the 49ers, which again, we had the 49ers ahead of all those teams a few weeks ago, but that's, that's the NFL, which we say means many things. And in this case, means not for long. You're not the best looking <laughs> team in the NFL for long. 
No, Mark, you are absolutely right. That voice you listen to, Mark Panicelli. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host here in Eastern North Carolina. Joins us every morning here, or every morning. Every morning. I, I wish every Monday morning <laughs> here on uh, the Brian Hanks show. Uh, we do the home and home with him. We go on his show on uh, Wednesday afternoons. Uh, but man, I, I tell you what, dude, uh, I've got to since 960 Bet on the Bull is an official affiliate of the Carolina Panthers radio network. How about them Panthers, dude? Uh, come up with the uh, 15 to 13 victory over uh, Houston Texans. And I, dude, I didn't see that one coming, man. I really did not. I mean, the defense came up big. The off the listen, the Panthers' offense is about it. Talk about foreshadowing. The Panthers' offense is about as bad as the ECU offense. Okay. How's that for foreshadowing? But, uh, man, they did just enough. A field goal at the at the uh, buzzer to win the game. Uh, hey, we will not Three have a winless them. game. Yep, we will not have a winless uh, team in the uh, NFL this year as the Panthers win. Yeah, uh, I think it was three field goals at the end that the kid had to kick. One of them was crazy. It was a <laughs> penalty on the defense, and they still had to kick three kick it. Um, and I, I thought, you know, I enjoyed it only in the aspect of the C.J. Stroud people on the Panther side who were still so enamored by C.J. Stroud, who looked pretty pedestrian on the other side of it. Uh, I actually think I actually think Bryce Young looked a little better. I mean, you look at the numbers, um, you know, it certainly is. But both teams really yesterday i mean it was listen this was not the game of the week the nfl re <laughs> like some of the more exciting games of the week you know at night if you guys ever watch the nfl oh, network yeah. during the oh, week yeah. this will this will not be one of those games <laughs> that they re-air this week but but good for the panthers you know and this is the other thing that i've been preaching and i and, and again i think that's where uh, we're going to find out here is I wanted to see the second half. We're starting to hit. We're now at the halfway point of the season and, and headed towards the back half. And so for Panther fans, as I've said all year, it's not about wins. It's about progress. How, how is this team looking? So they get a win. It wasn't pretty, uh, but a win is a win. Can they build off of this? And more importantly, can they look better in the second half of the season? Can the pieces start to look a little better as we hit, uh, as this team now has, has stacked some games together? It's certainly, again, it was, it was a really close game and, you know, but hey, you, you take the win. You take the win. I mean, this was a team that have been in some games, just couldn't find a way to do it at the end. Sometimes it's, it's a moment like that that it can give you that little, that sense of belief where now that they can come through and maybe close out again. Uh, down the stretch. Well, I, good for them. And like I said, I mean, it just, here's who I felt worse for. Okay. Uh, and I think nobody you know ever it. really means it. Whenever you say good for them, <laughs> no, it means bad for them. Nobody ever says good for them in a good, it's like, well, good for them. Good for them. Good for the Panthers. Well, you want to talk about someone who's suffered some pain this year. And I, we have not talked about this. Uh, but you know who I feel the worst for this year in football altogether, don't you? you uh, let me just go ahead. Jim Zoki, man, who has stepped in and has been the uh, interim voice of the Pirates this year uh, with, you know, everything that happened with that situation. Uh, but he's been the voice of the Pirates. What, they're one in seven now. Uh, he's yeah. also the play by, or he's also the color analyst for uh, the Carolina Panthers radio network. So he has seen some bad football this year, dude. I mean, between what <laughs> now think about it, dude, think about it, man, two and 13 and going into yesterday was one and 13 flew back in from San Antonio. So he could do the, uh, you know, be the color analyst for the, uh, for the Panthers radio network, dude, dude, you want to feel sorry for somebody? I think it's Jim. Yeah. He's getting paid. Well, I'm sure he's being compensated. I know him from his WBT days. When I was in Charlotte, super nice dude, man. Jim Zoki's a salt of the earth kind of guy. But man, you talk about someone who's seen some bad football this year. Poor Jim Zoki's seen some bad football this year, hadn't he? He has, and we need to get some t-shirts made. Zoki, is you okay? Um, you know, like <laughs> I like it. I like it. I would. I'd get one. I'd get one. Yeah, that's 
that's that's dedication and yeah, that's some bad football. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's some rough football. Well, let's, uh, dude, your Miami Dolphins, how many weeks ago? It was the second week of the season, something like that. They roll into Denver and put 70 points. No, no, it was, it was, it was oh, a was home it in game. Miami? Okay, it was in Miami. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Regardless, they took on the Denver Broncos, put a 70 spot on the scoreboard against them. What was that, second week of the season, third week? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Anyway, how about the Denver Broncos yesterday took on who a lot of people are still saying the best team in the NFL or at least – Going into yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs, and what did the Broncos do? They held Pat Mahomes without a quarter or without a uh, touchdown for only the third yeah. time in his career, and uh, the Broncos win twenty-four to nine. Dude, I was that more the Broncos? Was that more the Chiefs just uh, uh, defecating the bed? Was it uh, what? What do you see? I, I, I had to keep it G-rated there, and I, I'm sure uh, Jason is. Yeah, Jason's uh, probably not real happy with that. But, hey, what do you attribute that to? Was it more the Broncos? Was it more the Chiefs? Uh, 24 to 9 yesterday. Well, I brought up, I was, uh, and look, you can look up the stats, Brock Purdy without Debo Samuel, um, and the stats show themselves. And I think, too, and this is no lie. This is no lie. I saw the graphic on CBS yesterday. The key, the key ingredient wasn't there as well for Kansas City. Taylor Swift went <laughs> oh in attendance. Oh my god! Travis Kelsey, no, no, no. Did you see this? Travis I Kelsey. I saw it. You saw it. Is it's much better when uh, when you. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> you're all, right. It was, it was something crazy, I, wasn't it? Like a hundred sixteen yeah, I mean, yards a game versus forty eight or yards something. A game versus yeah, like forty. It's, it's under fifty uh, oh. per game if you, if she's not there. So. It's, you know, all those people, but it's like, it's really only one person I really want to play for. Um, but that is a weird thing that the NFL does, right? That's, it's a, it was a divisional game, um, I believe, in Denver. And so, look, the Den- go back, you were talking about Denver's blowout earlier this year. It didn't start off well for Denver, but uh, they have really um, – turned some things around in the last couple of weeks. And I really attribute that to um, to just uh, being a divisional game, one in which, uh, you know, the, the, the Chiefs just weren't, you know, at, at 100%. And I'm, I'm more upset, you know, because i got to turn this into my whole thing, is why do the Dolphins always have to play a team that just gets the, their, their worst game ever? The, the Dolphins played the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. After the Eagles played the Jets in that horrible game that the Jets won, and by the way, the Jets are four and three with Zach Wilson. I you just throw that out there. Um, but the Dolphins now have to play the Chiefs in Germany, in Frankfurt, in Germany, uh, and then after the Chiefs lay this egg of nine points, nine points. So I think it's unfair, and I don't know what's happening right now, um, but. Um, but anyway, well, that's where I was going next. I mean, dude, who can predict the NFL, man? I mean, how can you? You're thinking that, you know, or not just you, but I mean, it's just common sense that you think, hey, uh, you know, after what uh, after what Miami did, and Miami I still think is uh, the second or third best team. Heck, they might even be the best team in the AFC right now. We're going to get to them in a moment. But, uh, you know, you put, they give up 70 points to Miami. Man, Patrick Mahomes is coming in. Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, everybody. Isaiah Pacheco. Just this uh, exciting uh, Kansas City defense or a Kansas City offense, and then they put up nine points. And this, like I said, the thing that shocked me the most, Mark, was that three times in uh, in Mahomes' career that he has not scored a touchdown or thrown for a touchdown or scored a touchdown. Period, and it's against Denver. Who we were yeah. we were just, we were laughing at three or four weeks ago, dude. It's just it's the NFL and, and, and these little quirks, these little things that don't make any sense. Um, you know, and and that's one of them. Uh, and you know, like the 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 Jets being four and three. How was that? How was that possible? Oh, I the know. Jets lose yeah. their Rodgers. Uh, and now, mind you, they barely won. 
and beat the Giants because the Giants lost their quarter. Who who, who was this? Devito, Danny Devito. I had kid. never was heard of him before, dude. <laughs> so he comes in and uh, and and the Jets sneak away, uh, sneak a win from uh, from the Giants, who were a playoff team last year and can't seem to be able to tie their shoes now. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. Hey, uh, Jason Bryant uh, jumps in here. He says, it was bitterly cold and windy in Denver yesterday, and it was snowing up until game time. And then he said, this is directly to you, Mark. He said, it's okay, Mark. I don't think Swifty will be in Germany. Now, is that people who like Taylor Swift? Is that what they call her, Swifty? Do you call her Swifty? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I thought Swifty was the people that they were the oh, followers. Yeah. Like well, that, the, that's what he put. He said, I don't think Swifty will be. Maybe he just meant to say yeah. Swift uh, in Germany. But anyway, anyway. Well, dude, they kept saying, though, yesterday. Swifties sound like some sort of disposable hygiene product, doesn't it? It sounds like, <laughs> it stay does. fresh with Swifties. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 dude. I was uh, I was enjoying listening to you riff, man. This is awesome. Uh, but, uh, but I just, dude, how can you – I know the old adage, dude, and it's been around as long as you and I have been around, dude, any given Sunday. But, dude, it is absolutely true. It could be mm-hmm. – who's the worst team in the NFL right now, in your opinion? Is it Carolina? Well, it was the Panthers. It was the Panthers, right? I guess. Well, I'd... And, and and they won yesterday. Uh, so, you know, any given Sunday, you know. And, and go back to the, the fact that they've, you know, that they've won so many games. The, the fact that Atlanta won so many games with Desmond Ritter as quarterback and then Taylor Heineke comes in and, and it's clearly a better quarterback, but they're probably going to stick with Desmond Ritter because, of how hard-headed teams are, you know, sometimes. It's how the Washington Commanders, you know, compete with the Eagles uh, for for however, you know, many quarters they did. The Eagles did win that game eventually. But, it's it, it, you know, these are professional teams, and it's why we make that, you know, that, that we laugh at the 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 friend uh, that, of ours that is a big college fan that thinks that the Georgia Bulldogs would beat the Carolina Panthers, and we know very Whatever. well the Panthers would mop the floor with the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, in fact, I, I think that Frank Wright wishes he could schedule two games <laughs> with Georgia in the NFC South this year. Uh, he would absolutely love that. But it's—I mean, these are professionals, and I mean, you know, these are these are three hundred pound linemen that can run, you know, four something forties. I mean, which is just insane. I mean, when you see uh, the speed at which these guys play, and it goes from that physicality to the fact that, the, you know, you've got quarterbacks who have to make, you know, three or four reads and a decision within three seconds. Three seconds. I, know. I, have, to, I have to step back, read what's going on, and make a decision, or I'm going to swallow the football. So, Dude, I, Hey, um, listen. You brought up the quarterbacks. I tell you what, I do want to get to one more game though, because if I don't, then uh, I'm not going to have a fiance because she loves her, her and your Miami Dolphins, <laughs> and a, a nice win yesterday for your Dolphins, 31 to 17 over New England. Uh, the Patriots are the team that we thought they were, <laughs> uh, despite their win last week, uh, dude. I, I'm gonna. May I declare it, or do you want me to not put that voodoo on you? No, 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 no declaration. No, no. <laughs> well, you know they've said you know. Jason and Paul Whittington and uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. They've started. They've started calling me. I don't know if I like this name or not. Have you heard what they call me now? No, no, but I want to know. Uh, hot take, Hanks. Hot take, Hanks. <laughs> and I have. You're right. I've come up with no, some. no, 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 no. You are right because now, in hindsight, because Paul joins me weekly on my show. <laughs> And anytime we reference you, or no, 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 this is even better. Anytime he says something that's like boom, like boom, pow, like he says something, and Paul's typically, you know, conservative, he'll say something, and he's like, and I'm not trying to be hot tank Hank here, but <laughs> so, so yes, I have noticed it now. You're right, that uh, hot tank Hank. There you go. Well, get ready for you. Ready for one, and uh, don't, I'm ready. I'm ready, dude. The Miami Dolphins are the best team in the AFC. I mean, as of this moment where we stand right now, your Miami Dolphins are the best team in the AFC. To me, they have passed the Chiefs, dude. I really believe so. And 
isn't it ironic that they play each other this weekend in Germany? I'm going to get up early, dude, and I really am. Now, Sundays are my morning. I, Dude, I usually sleep in on Sundays, and when I say sleep in, I'm talking about until 9, 9.30 or so, and, you know, then I'll get up, work on my fantasy teams or whatever, and then, you know, enjoy my day of football. Dude, I will be up in plenty of time to watch it. Do you know what it is? Is it on NFL Network? What, what network? It is on NFL Network. It is. And it'll be a nine, I'm assuming a nine thirty start in uh, Frankfurt, yep. Germany, dude. Will I'm, I'm this is the silliest question I'll ask all day, but uh, two two of them. Will Mark Panicelli be up? That's a yes or no question. And do you agree with me that the Miami Dolphins are the best team in the AFC right now? Well, hear me now and believe me later. Oh wait, that's an off game night. And that's Hans and Franz. Not, uh, anyways, um, uh, I'm going to be up. Um, and I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to be in church. Uh, but that being said, um, ooh, I, I want you to, can you wait to take this until after this game? How about this? How about <laughs> I'll let you next Monday, we'll be right here. And if the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, I'll, I'll be willing to talk about your, your hot take at that point because. Boy. I mean, you, you can't, you know, to beat, it was it to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. So the Dolphins need to beat the AFC champion, the world champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And then I will listen to your argument, okay. uh, for, and they would be seven and two at that point, which I think all of the division leaders in the AFC are, are six and two at this point. The Eagles are the only team now with one loss. Uh, with the best record in football, so uh, yes, uh, I and I appreciate all the love. I it, it's been wonderful. It's much better to watch this than the first time the Dolphins have had a record like this since two thousand and one. Wow, two thousand and one. So if you want to go, you know, that far back, which is which is one year earlier than on this date. Herm Edwards was doing his weekly presser and said, "You play to win." The game that was said on this date 20, uh, 21 years ago today. So that being, there you go. So there's your history lesson. I love to give you the history lessons, Brian. I love history lessons, man. Did you not hear all <laughs> the stuff I was going through with the dude, which by the way, I, I got to get 30 seconds from you on, uh, Kinston leading 60 to 36 at halftime Friday night over basketball score. <laughs> how crazy dude if your basketball team scored 60 points in the first half you would be like wow that's impressive and then they combined for 12 points in the second half dude <laughs> that's about right that's, that's, that's a, about right that's about no right. but that's that's fantastic and 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 uh to reward you uh kinston now you have to play clinton uh, the dark yeah. horses uh so yes uh that that is uh a a, a a tough matchup to say the least, but uh, great week! Congratulations to all the team as the regular season has uh, has gone, uh, but uh, a lot of area teams still in action. So do go out and support your team, whether it's Kinston or or Newbern or Havelock or West Craven or Green Central or J H Rose or North Pitt. Uh, am I forgetting Farmville Central? Uh, Pamlico is still out there. Uh, all, all, all those folks. Parrot uh, Academy. Go out and see. Parrot Academy. Go, yep, go yep, out yep. and see uh, these teams as they uh, start their playoffs. I love it. Hey, I've got to ask you this, dude. Hey, give me a minute because well, I do want to get some ECU talking from you real quick. But, but before that, <laughs> I saw the playoffs come out. The playoff seedings come out, and then Newburn. You know, we all we're not going to rehash <laughs> all that stuff. But did I see a potential second round matchup if they win their game? And yeah. they're probably going to win their game. Newburn is, I would expect them to. That they could. Gee, take it's off. amazing how that worked out, isn't it, Brian? It's just you know the way the numbers worked out. You know, I don't know. We just you know we put the numbers out there and I was like, oh, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They didn't tell them what, that tell coming, them what I'm they? talking about. Tell them what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, if Newburn were to win their game against Apex on uh, Friday, which uh, the the Bears are the, are the 10 seed in the 4A and will host Apex Friday. And on the other side of the bracket, <laughs> Durham Hillside takes on New Hanover, which are two very familiar opponents. Uh, Hillside and Newbern have played uh, playoff games and were uh, opening a season opener for, I think, about three or four seasons uh, many years ago. And then, of course, New Hanover and, 
The Bears have a long, long history, including being conference mates. But, 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 now the storyline really is <laughs> Corey Nowell, the former head coach of the New Bern Bears of last year's team. And um, he is now coach of Hillside. And if they win, that would set up a New Bern at Hillside second round matchup and all of the storylines that would follow that, of course. So, um, I yeah, just so happened that that's the way it is. The NCHSAA just sort of, you know, <laughs> it's not like they had anything to do with that, right? They did not. Well, I got to think that Mark Panicelli, who, by the way, we should mention, what, has been the official voice of New Bern Bears football since, what, 2000 and was it 07 or 08? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who could say voice. I mean, I've been working <laughs> with them since 2007. Anyway, uh, so, dude, dude, quit being so humble, man. Uh, well, the, yes, I've been with New – I've covered New Bern football for a long okay. time. Okay, yeah. anyway, anyway, uh are you are you hoping for that matchup? Because that's got to be juicy. That's got to be one of those like, hey, when you got a sixty to thirty six game at halftime and you can't take a breath because everybody's scoring on every possession. I got to think, uh, oh, my good friend Mark Panicelli is going to have a lot to talk about uh, if it's uh, Hillside versus Newburn in the second round. Well, I'm going to shock some people here, and I'm going to say. No, I'd actually like New Hanover to win because then that would be a home game. And yeah. then, of course, truly would only have to drive a couple of miles down the road in the second round for Newburn, which would be, you know, come on, if you're, if you're a Newburn fan, a much more favorable matchup. And I know it's not the sexy matchup that everybody would love, but that being said, I'm, I'm a practical person. <laughs> and uh, give me the there home game are. in the second round. There so, you uh, are, Mark I, I will take that. And, and I'd feel a lot better about that third-round potential if I were a New Bern uh, fan. Uh, not not to say that they couldn't beat Hillside because, God, you know, boy, you say something and people will just freak out. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the matchups, Brian. I'm, I'm seeing the seedings. I'm seeing the matchups. And I see if you're a 10 seed and the 7 seed loses that game, then you get to host the next round game if you win. So that's what I would be rooting for. Well, there you and go. I am. Well, uh, <laughs> as we are wrapping up our first hour here of today's Brian Hanks show, uh, the first uh, hour of the week, dude, uh, I just can't figure Talk about not being able to figure out, dude. And I just, what, it was a great sports weekend, by the way, man. I mean, I just, I sat in front of my TV a lot this weekend, especially yesterday, dude. I uh, had a, uh, my, our, our good friend Jacques Passelet came over, watched most of the uh, first of uh, one o'clock games, and then it was just me by myself. I got a nice little nappy nap in. I, I watched uh-huh. a lot of football, but dude, ECU, man, they finally get the offense together, Mark. The offense is purring. They look good against San Antonio. And then the one thing we've bragged about all year, Panicelli, is the ECU defense. And, you know, hey, they're having a bad season. But you know what? At least uh, Mike Houston has really instituted a defense. And then the defense couldn't stop uh, – I don't know, dude. Give me a good analogy Wet here. paper bag. There you go. They could, Dude, they couldn't stop a wet paper bag, man. I <laughs> – I don't even have a question for you. Just react to that, I guess, is all I'm trying to ask you. I'm serious. I don't even know what to ask you. When the, you're, when you're, the, no, when the your, offense your is question, per- Go ahead. Your question was... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no. Just, I don't get it, man. I mean, you're, you're, I don't. the offense comes together for the first time all year, dude. The, well, other than Gardner-Webb, but I don't count Gardner-Webb, man. I mean, that's an FCS team that... That Newburn would give a good game. Okay, see there I go again doing hot take Hanks, but you know what I'm saying, dude. The sad thing to me is they get the offense going, but then the defense falls apart. Man, just is it bad luck? Is it bad coaching? What in the hell is going on over in Greenville, Mark Panicelli? The thing that still remains constant is, aside from one game against Gardner Webb. Was it Gardner Webb? It was Gardner Webb. I was there. It's all running together yeah. at this point. <laughs> Aside from that game, the Pirates have been unable to put together a full 60 minute game. They've had so many games there, oh, through three quarters. Oh, after that great first quarter. They just haven't. They, <laughs> you know, my, your, your question was, uh, 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 and, my, <laughs> and my response is, uh, uh, I don't. I wish I had the answer I, I, because it becomes a broken record. It becomes 
that uh, some transfers from the offensive line left that line not as talented. I think they missed on some transfer uh, or some transfer portal guys uh, that didn't haven't turned out to be those guys. Uh, there have been some good things, but in the end, this just has not worked out well. And I don't know that you know, yay two lanes this week. So that's not going to be an easy matchup because Tulane's really good. And so, you know, what what I hope more than anything is, you know, you can only focus on it game to game. And But if I go to a common denominator and you talked about the defense has had moments, the offense came out in the first quarter there, and I think it was 17-14, but then the explosion that, the Roadrunners got in the second quarter. I just, look, it's just, I hope they can play a full 60 minute game and we can see what we can get if it was maximum effort through each quarter. Um, and we just haven't seen that except for one game. And, it, and at this point, at this point, I feel like all the players uh, out on the field are playing for, you know, uh, their spots. You know, not to say in college, but you know, it's this is about competing and opening up the competition. And I would say the Pirates are going to have to hope that some guys develop better, and they're going to have to hit that transfer portal uh, next year. So uh, that's just, uh, you know, I. Uh, I uh, <laughs> you sound uh, like me. Well, I'll tell you what, we got <laughs> we got to wrap it up here. We're at the end of our first hour, but uh, Jason actually uh, sent me a question to you that I think is a really good one, dude. I'm going to be there on uh, Saturday. You're going to be there on Saturday covering it for uh, 252 ESPN. But is Pirate Nation going to show up? I mean, <laughs> and I, and it is, I think that is a great question, dude. I mean, one in seven against a nationally ranked team in the green wave of Tulane. Dude, if I set the over-under, what was the capacity for uh, for Dowdy Ficklin? You know, do you know off the top of your head? I think the re- I mean and again I don't know the exact but but if I remember if you know it's a little over it's right at like 50,000 if I do packed I, to the gill. dude look at you man it's exactly I just googled it and it's 50,000 is what they say for uh okay Dowdy Ficklin. Okay. If I set the over under, and this will be my last question to you here dude. If I set the over under for uh Attendance this weekend at 31.5. And I'm not talking about tickets sold because I think they've probably saw But I'm talking about like straight, you know, listen, we went to that Gardner-Webb game. They said there were 33,000, 34,000 people at that game, dude. It rained the whole time. There couldn't have been more than 14 or 15 the whole time, dude. I'm talking about legit people coming through the turnstiles Saturday, Mark Panicelli, at 31.569, dude. Are you taking the over or the under? Mm. It's so mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the 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 under. I am uh, too. Sadly, I, I I don't just don't think that. For starters, I've I've been hard on Pirate Nation about showing up, even when they're good, showing up for conference games. You know, and I've said, you know, that Pirate Nation does great to show up for. ACC opponents or something like that, but then you know we'll play the random game against Tulane and 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 it won't be what it should be, and so now you don't have the good record or fighting for a ball as part of the, the selling point. So I think that's going to dampen some spirits for sure. Um, so I, I would say under. I, I hope not. I mean, because I think there's there's only two left in the season. Yeah. So if you haven't been to a game yet this year. Uh, it's still uh, there, and 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 look, I'll say this: this, this is a a two lane team that's really good, and you know, next year, whoever this team is in this conference, that's going to be the 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 cream of the crop is going to have a chance to be playing for an actual playoff spot because we're going to a twelve team college football playoff next season, and that's going to mean something for an opportunity for a conference champion in, in, in this in this in this conference to actually uh have a seat, you know, or a or a game in the playoffs. So 
which again, right now, ECU would not be in that conversation <laughs> right now. So. They absolutely would not. And I just no, while you were uh, waxing poetic there, dude, I had I looked up the weather. Dude, it's supposed to be beautiful. High of 67, low of oh. 51 on Saturday, only a 4% per, 4% chance of rain. Uh partly cloudy is what it's saying what it's saying right now. So dude, it's supposed to be a beautiful day. It's a 3:30 game. I love 3:30 games. You know, we don't have time to dive into that, but I'm a big fan. I hate noon games. I'm not a big fan of seven o'clock games. To me, the sweet spot is 3:30. And by God, they put them on at 3:30. I believe it's gonna be nationally televised. Dude, we don't want to show the rest of the nation a, a half-full uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Don't you agree? I have I have always agreed, and I thought that's what always set apart East Carolina from every other team in this conference was that this was that kids that were that were that were if you're competing against these other schools for athletes that you're selling your your environment and the game day environment in at Dowdy Ficklin needs to be that. When when yep. recruits yep. come here, uh, when they do their visits, they need to come and go, Oh, this is great. That you know, this is awesome. And because again, you, you go to Rice, go to Florida International, go to some other schools where, you know, you I mean you and I are talking about thirty thousand. They're like, I hope we get three thousand. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, for the game. So, um, I remember you know, seeing a Memphis always... game. No, I'm accentuating accentuating your point. I remember seeing a Memphis game a couple of years ago, or uh, was it Memphis? Anyway, dude. But it, I guess it wasn't. I, anyway, dude, they were playing somebody. ECU was playing somebody, and there couldn't have been three or four thousand people in the whole stadium, dude. It was crazy. It might have yeah. been Tulane, actually. Now that I think, I, about I mean, it. Tulane there in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, and again, Memphis. You're right. Uh, is another place where. Um, you know, let's face it, uh, you know, there's still most of those people are driving to Knoxville on Saturday yep, yep. Uh, and not and not going to Memphis. And that, like I said, that's one thing that 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 ECU for years was different. And and I just I want to say this and I'm, I'm saying it because I want to I want to urge East Carolinians and Pirate Nation to be better at this. Because I've said over the last 10 years, App State is now starting to, to steal a little bit of your thunder. Yeah. Because no matter what that team does, they pack that place out. And it's a, it's a game day environment that you want to be a part of. And ECU does not need to lose that, you know, no matter how awful this season is. Uh, and it's been an awful one. You know, they can't lose the, the, the something special that they have. Uh, which again was just something special about the fact that, yeah, you could get 30, 40, or even 50,000 people, uh, in, in East, in, in Dowdy Ficklin. And, yep. uh, and it made, it made it so incredible. Um, and I don't feel that right now. I don't feel that uh, when I go to Dowdy Ficklin. You're absolutely right. Panicelli, I hate to do this. Dude, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh my God, we're seven minutes over into the second hour. I, I know I do it to you oh. all the time. Hey, man, thank you so much. Can't wait for the home and home on Wednesday. Okay. That's right. Hard out. Hard out. <laughs> hard out. That's Mark Panicelli, <laughs> 252 ESPN. And goodness gracious, time got away from there. Let me, uh, as we wrap up our first hour in eight minutes, coming up next, Ryan Diesel Geisman here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.